Hi, welcome to It Rocks Where It Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. Um, you may know me from Museum Mouth Gay Meat or Say Anything. Uh, and then... I'm Becca High, and <laughs> uh, I hate dust and crumbs on counters. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and today's exciting because we're actually joined by our first guest in of all time, a history-making episode. So... Uh, yeah, my name's Anna Davis. I fucking, you probably know me from Twitter.com as Blink-182 is my life. Um, <laughs> Blink-182 related uh, events such as my Twitter. And yeah, sometimes I go on tour with my band that's called Warrington. I play drums. Uh, you might have seen me selling merch or managing tours, etc. And that's me. You truly do it all. Yeah, I'm all over the place. I just do my little thing all over my little tasks. I love that I I met you so or, so organically because we played a show with Thin Lips at your house. Yeah. In 2017, and then For like sure. after that, I was like, "Wow, I see Anna everywhere." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is so exciting. I love that. True. People can't really pinpoint where I'm from or like where I came from at all. So. I, I kind it. of have that same like ephemera around me where people are like, "You live in North Carolina," and I'm like, right, "Yes, queen." Yeah. <laughs> But okay, so anyway, the three of us are gathered here today on Zoom to discuss a little album, an EP actually, called A Lesson in Crime by Tokyo Police Club. Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. Is there anything, I'm going to ask the group, is there anything that this EP immediately like makes you think of or like a time and a place or a memory or anything? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, uh, listening back, I haven't listened to in a while this album and i for sure had la Fer- pharisee uh, as my myspace song at one point oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was definitely my like um sulking on the bleachers before class in high school record like seeing them on mtvu and then going on limewire and typing that shit right in <laughs> and yes. just downloading whatever tracks was there this band is crazy to me because we, I'm pretty sure, I was in a band at the time. I was with my first band ever, I was 15, and um, I think we what figured out called? this. Well, okay, hold on. That's a big <laughs> That's a big part of the plot that I'm going to reveal in a minute. Um, okay. But we, um, we found out about this band through, I think it was an article in like Spin or something like that. And I remember my friend Taylor, who I'm still really close with, I remember him like turning the page towards me and being like, look at this band's name, because our band was called the Ontario Police Department. Stop! <laughs> yes, which Damn. is so stupid. So OPD. <laughs> yes, OPD. the OPD. Oh my lord. Um, but yeah, so I just remember him being like, "This is ridiculous. I stole our name." Blah blah blah. And then thirty minutes ago, I was on the wiki and found out that they got this band name from a random name generator. Yep. Wow. <laughs> you know, actually, I was also on the wiki and I saw that in high school they had a band called Suburbia, which is so. It's, it's almost like a god-tier band name in a weird way. I mean, TBH, it seems like a Wonder Years move, like pre-Wonder Years type name for them, but like a pop-punk type event. Oh, totally. Tokyo Police Club is the more indie rock of the two names, yes. for sure. Um, but wow. Okay, so this EP, I I remember like being deeply obsessed with this EP. 
it's like hit after hit after hit in my for opinion. For sure. Yeah, so, the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Let's go down the line. Wait, hold on. I have something go. to say. Uh, in doing my research, it was annoying me how much everyone was like shitting on this record in their reviews. Everyone had that attitude of like, I'm older, therefore anyone younger than me doesn't know what they're doing. And I was, it was so annoying. The Pitchfork review did that, even though they gave it a 7.9. There was Which like is a high. Yeah. True. And there was like a BBC one that was like doing the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, they were like 18, 19. But what does that matter? Right. It's good. The song Slay. Yeah. I will say it kind of this this EP has like um I'm just going to call it a record because that's easier for me to say, but this record has like a um it has this like youthful energy where it just feels like a ton of like smart kids writing good parts all together and it doesn't necessarily always mesh into like the most perfect song but all the parts are so good that it makes a good song right right in my opinion yeah you're actually so right about that i didn't even think about it you're yeah i feel like as time went on and it's weird the pitchfork review kind of like alludes to this happening with this band where they're like you know as time goes on they'll become more like you know charismatic like songwriters that are more interested in like the craft of song and it's like yeah in a lot of ways i feel like as their discography went on it's like the beautiful keyboard part from this song on a lesson in crime now has its own like three and a half minute long song on like force field and stuff but oh it's fun okay let's go down the line okay Okay. every (laughs) song is so short i put this on (laughs) i put this on like going to the grocery store and when i got back in the car i was like wait it's already started over and i forgot how short this record was Uh i mean which makes sense it is their like punkish record i guess it's very punk of them which is why. That's why. Okay, when I first heard it, I honestly thought that they were British. I had no idea that they were Canadian, and the name is like kind of British too. And it was like definitely during the time where I was like listening to Block Party and like all that like post rock, post punk type stuff. So it's like uh, extremely punk moment. It is very. It's very that. Wow. Okay, and it's also funny. I always forget they're Canadian. Right? Yeah. Which, it's like, like weird. With that being said, if any of them are single and want to marry me so I can move to Canada, uh, that would be sick. Don't know what the future holds here. (laughs) Their guitarist is one of the hottest men in the world. Okay. He has like a beautiful head of gray hair. Oh my God. Gray beard. I saw them on tour for Force Field. I remember like just staring at him like, yeah. I was there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Josh Hook, most beautiful man I've ever seen. (laughs) Marry me. But he like, I don't know. Oh my God. We're going to drag his physical appearance now on the pod. I just found like more recent pics of him and it's like, He's like, he looks like a, a dad now, like a nerdy dad. Yeah, I'm still yeah. hot to me. There's definitely a dad moment right here. Not as. <laughs> Are you saying, like, Anna's like ferociously <laughs> looking up there? Like, hmm, what's going on? <laughs> wow, I love that. Okay, so track one, Cheer It On. Uh, literally an iconic intro for an iconic album. Yeah, for sure. They say Tokyo Police Club so many times in that song. <laughs> They're just like, this is who the fuck we are, guys. 
<laughs> it's their anthem. I love it. It's really good. I the opening the operator get me the president of the world. It's an emergency. <laughs> it's like the audacity of that is ridiculous. So iconic though. <laughs> it is. And this is like it's funny cuz I Obviously, I have loved these songs for a really long time, but I've never really thought about how naive and goofy a lot of the lyrics are until yeah. now. Now that like all I care about music is lyrics, I'm like looking back at this. And I'm like, okay, this was so good to me when I was 16. I thought this was perfect because this is like the kind of stuff I was writing. They were yeah. just like a couple years older. Now I'm like, okay, now I get why they're writing four and a half minute long songs about, you know, getting married and stuff like that. For sure. <laughs> definitely for teens. This is definitely an album for teens. Very with for life teens. with life experience comes writing longer songs. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. I like can pinpoint the time and day that Graham screamed at me because we had a museum out song that was four minutes long. He's oh like it, he's like listening to the demo and he's like texting me, he's like, It's still going and I'm like, Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I have, uh, <laughs> this is going to have to be cut, but uh, Graham, <laughs> I was talk to, talking to him about our episode that drops tomorrow, uh-huh. and he was like, because we talk about Motion City Soundtrack, and I Whoa. talked about him going mm-hmm. to see them at House of Blues, and he was like, did you tell Carl I skipped a, a marching band competition for that show? <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. Wow. He was like, it was a really big deal. And uh, also, he made a terrible joke about Tilly and the Wall, Bottoms of Barrels, and something about Donkey Kong. Yeah, he made one to me in the DMs too. Like lately, every time he DM- he DMs me, it doesn't make sense to me. It like doesn't read like a normal <laughs> sentence. And I'm like, did having a baby like break your brain? Like, what are you trying to say ever? I think so, because apparently that baby does not sleep. I talked to him last night on FaceTime and I was like, I'll let you go because I think you're losing your mind. (laughs) All right. Wow. Okay. So cheer it on. I remember seeing, sorry, yeah, to get back on topic for one second, God forbid. Um, (laughs) I remember seeing uh, a music video for this that was like them outside playing in the cold. And then I also remember seeing a music video for this that was like uh, train miniatures. So I like did my research and apparently there's like, um, well, I, I did my research as in I was correct that those two videos do exist <laughs> and I watched them. And uh, I think the train one was done like after the EP had kind of gotten some success and was like sent out to, um, was like distro to like MTV and things like that. And the other one was kind of like the more low budget of the two. Both oh, good vids. I don't think I've seen either. I have really? not seen no. any Tokyo Police Club music videos. I can't remember the one they used to play on MTVU like all the time. Nature of the Experiment got a lot of airtime. It was cut. It was. it was cut into like a lot of views and like much music commercials and For stuff sure. too. The like shots of them like Saran rapping and like Dave Monks like looking up in the staticky background. Lol. They like used the fuck out of that. <sighs> um, but okay, yeah. So cheer it on. Do we have any? Do we have any anything we want to say about the song in particular before we move on? I'm cheering it on. That's all okay, I can say. Okay, hell like. yes. It fucking rocks. It honestly does. They're like... Tokyo Police Club. Yeah, they want you to cheer <laughs> them on, and they want you to cheer the fucking EP on. They're like, please, like us. They're yeah, their want... own... This is the original hype man song that they're <laughs> yeah. being their own hype people. Right. Yeah. 
I know a lot of bands kind of like end up with a song that has their name in it. Like, did you all ever see the sounds or were you ever fans of that band? Oh, yeah. Definitely listen to them, yeah. They had like a song that literally spelled out the word the sounds. Uh-huh. And they would like, when I saw them live, they would like beat electronic drum studios, like a whole thing. It was very, very of that time, but it was fun. True. Wow. So okay. now you have to write a museum mouth song. <laughs> I think it's hard to incorporate museum those mouth. words into a good lyric. I mean, we did steal that line from a Cabin Jazz song, but regardless. Okay. <laughs> Track two, Nature of the Experiment. Epic song. Very uh, epic song. The, Psycho good. It, it's so good. The call and response that is going on between the guitar and the keyboard in this song is so good. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. It's also, it's genius that they tracked the guitar and mixed it just like on the left and the keyboard on the right. They like basically just recorded, this This EP is basically like the best live set you'd ever see a band play in like a <laughs> DIY space or a small club. And that's just that. It's like mixed like it too. It's like perfect. Yeah, I actually made a note of that on this song. It's like the drums sound like they're just like, there's no fancy plugins on it. It's just recorded in someone's basement. They're basically live and uh, I love it. They're like some kick drum hits that don't hit as hard as other ones in the take. And I'm just like, that sounds perfect. That sounds like real drums in a real room playing a real song. And we love that. This record was like actually major drum inspo for me, honestly, like them, this band in general. Oh, absolutely. The beats are like wild and they're sure. they're fun. Yeah. And it's they're like they're interesting, but they're not so they're not like Travis Barker where it's like, OK, you're overplaying Queen. Calm down. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like it's all complimentary to at least one other thing happening in the song that you're like, OK, yes. For sure. Wow. OK. Nature of the experiment. Does anyone have anything else they want to say about this? These songs are so short. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, yeah, this part is cool. Uh, this part is cool. <laughs> it rocks. Although it was my idea to do this record because I like it the most and I'm selfish. And <laughs> I... Well, I mean, we can kind of talk about this if we want. With Elephant Shell, I know there's a ton of hype leading up to Elephant Shell. And I didn't, I forgot that that was a Saddle Creek, a Saddle Creek release until like a minute ago. Um, but I remember there's a ton of hype leading up to that, and I remember it coming out and being like, okay, it sounds better than the last two things this band put out, but like it's all kind of produced the same. It all kind of hits the same note. Right. And that was like a little of a letdown because, I mean, you could see what they did so well with 16 minutes. I was like, give them a 30-minute full length, and it's going to be amazing. But I think, in my opinion, they kind of worked out the kinks with that leading up to Champ because Champ yes. feels to me like a god tier album hell yeah yeah like every fucking song on that record yeah champ rocks really hard i think it's my favorite honestly yeah i agree it was just that time for me elephant shell like i started listening to it and then i was like oh yeah not the biggest fan of this album because it really is all like one note Mm -hmm. but this ep does kind of lead into that record pretty well it's like a good segue yeah. there, but then like Champ, it's like, yeah, cool. 
it's like this is like such this is such a raw talent record where you're just like mm-hmm. okay the possibilities with this are endless and i feel like with any band like in a with a natural progression that doesn't just blow up overnight and become like you know fucking like waves or something like that where they become instantly unrelatable it's like i feel like if you if you watch like normal if you, I'm sorry, sorry to drag mr waves i it's love that band good. a lot too but um but it's like you know if you watch like normal humans perfect their craft and they're like super talented off the get like you're gonna watch them make like some don't even want to say missteps because i love elephant shell but like to see them arrive at champ in real time i was like this is fucking cool and now y'all can do whatever you want and i will stand forever because you guys you did that True. Wow. Yeah. Also, I want to just say about um, this song about nature, of the experiment. The keyboard player is that who does the one little extra vocal? Do we think? Uh, Graham Wright, who plays keyboards. Um, <laughs> I I'm just gonna say, I think he should sing more. He does. So okay, there was. So I was obsessed with Born Ruffians and obsessed with Luke Lalonde and him along with Graham Wright of Tokyo Police Club and like a few other people I don't know what bands they were in got together and made an EP in 24 hours and it was called Novels and Graham Wright writes a song on there and he I'm pretty sure he sings it. Does it slay? I remember well I remember like off that EP my favorite were my favorite songs were his and Luke Lalande's and good luck finding it because apparently they only now I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find this that's like okay so a similar thing is were either of you ever fans of like Dev Hines's Lightspeed Champion project I oh. think I gave it one listen and then I never really did it again. Okay. Well, back in the day, like when that project started, like I was a big fan of Test Icicle, so I like followed him on like MySpace when he like started uh, Lightspeed Champion, and he made a record in a day that is like very good and very hard to find on the internet now. But it's like I just remember him like like live posting like bulletins and stuff like throughout the day, being like, "All right, working on like track two. Like it's this is what it's sounding like." And then after twenty four hours, he released it, and it was fun. We should do if we ever do start a Patreon, we should record these things. Like we should record reviews of them in real time. For sure, that's. (laughs) (laughs) Becky, you look like you're doing intense research. Novels. I found it. Um, Oh, did you? I don't think. Oh, okay, yeah, here it is. It was... The only other person I recognize is uh, Jason Sadlowski from JSAD. I don't Um, know what that is. But it doesn't, like, even say who wrote what, so... As someone with the worst memory, this is not helpful at all. We'll just have to reach out to the keyboard player from Tokyo Police Club and be like, hey, do you yeah, remember doing that? Can you tell us DMs. all about it? Yeah. He, um, did you see he just posted about Oceanator on Instagram? Oh, really? Yeah, like no, a week I ago. I see that. That's yeah. pretty epic. Damn. I know. Very happy for Elise. Very cool that Tokyo Police Club has their finger on the pulse with new releases. I honestly, damn, I never would have guessed. Yeah. They, I know... Um, 
in like another sort of in the vein of heroes posting about our friends uh tegan and sarah being like obsessed with everyone we know have you seen that anna i've seen a lot of that i'm like i mean what else are they doing right now you know what i mean uh on my release radar a new song of theirs showed up and it's a goddamn christmas song is it really it's like it's like uh it's like a lesbian christmas song Okay, Is it a lesbian Christmas movie that's coming out? Probably. I what I don't Christmas I don't be, What is this, Anna? Educate me, please. Queer. Okay, so there's a lesbian Christmas <laughs> movie that's coming out, and Kristen Stewart is like in it, and it, I think her partner's in it too, and I think that's that both of them doing it. Maybe I fully made that part up, <laughs> but I know Kristen Stewart is in it, and I know it's a lesbo Christmas movie. Okay, mm-hmm. wow, tight. Uh, I'm like, okay. That sounds- yeah, I'll I will watch that. I'm going to watch it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. So track two. Um, our final verdicts on Nature of the Experiment by the Tokyo Police Club. Two thumbs way up. It rocks. It rocks. Wow. All right. Track three. Citizens of Tomorrow. So. <laughs> We get sci-fi here. A little bit. <laughs> this is like the most, like, this is like the most teenage thing to ever write about. I... Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, reading the lyrics last night, I love this sci-fi future scenario that takes place in 2009. 2009. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I feel when I was listening to this though like 2009 was the year I was supposed to graduate high school so I was like you know what that is the fucking future and I will be a citizen of tomorrow in 2009 so this is just like a premonition and these people know exactly what I'm feeling and like these Canadian white dudes know exactly how the fuck I'm feeling (laughs) Anna where'd you grow up uh Connecticut which is okay. which is like yeah, I might as well just be these guys from Tokyo Police Club. I mean, that's the thing is like I went to high school with like guys who like were just like this, so it's like I fully actually did relate a little bit. I don't know if we necessarily went to high school with guys that were exactly like this. I did it. I think I was probably the most like this at our school. Probably. I don't know if I was very like this, but. Wow, I do, I do love that. 2009, wow, what a great year. Mm-hmm. Epic time. <laughs> In general, I think, I think writing about this as a teen, like a goofy sort of sci-fi future, is l- somehow less embarrassing than writing about like whatever your actual problems are when you're 19. So, though it's less relatable, and I do love a relatable queen, I do think that this song rocks because it music you can tell that this song is more about the music to begin with and uh and the lyrics i compliment the music in my opinion the guitar riff and and the drum pattern is pretty sick absolutely and uh, i love a sci-fi song you know there's not enough of them we just talked about how i'm like a sci-fi ho i'm there's no sci-fi sounds for this it's it's strictly Strictly subject matters, sci-fi. 
True. I will say there's a lot of guitar tone on this record that I had never heard before listening to this band. Like when it gets like really high and there's like just enough like delay and reverb on it to where it's like kind of chaotic, like laser beamy sort of sound. And you're just like, what is that? <laughs> like, I remember that blew my mind as a kid. Just being like, yeah. I want my guitar to sound like that. They were, ex- they were experience, experimental. I forgot that <laughs> word for a second. Um, they weren't pop uh, indie yet. Strictly no. experimental no. and sci-fi. Uh, and very pop. like to be so to start so post-punk is wild to me. I like associate post-punk now with like when hardcore bands stop wanting to make hardcore they make right. post-punk right, right. so it's like weird that like these teens started in post-punk and then went on to like make like you know essentially like sort of almost their own version of americana pop rock later like soft rock it's a wild arc but yeah i'm happy they started where they did i, they I felt it. off after force field but then i lurked on their instagram recently and I'm intrigued by their latest stuff. It's very, it sounds very different. Yeah, I, I, one of the songs came on like after I had listened to the EP once through and I was like, I just don't vibe with this. <laughs> I cannot vibe with this at all. And that's totally fine. But... I mean, what, you know. <laughs> I um I loved Force Field. I remember standing that record when it came out, the like long break between Champ and that record. I remember being like, it's gonna be worth it, it's gonna be worth it, it's gonna be worth it. And it was like right around the time that I had kind of stopped writing like just like off the cuff and was like, I'm gonna write songs that are like, you know, a normal song structure, God forbid. Um so like it was like perfect timing in my world to be like, Wow, they did what I said I was gonna do. Like <laughs> wish I had the motivation to have actually done it before them, but not that it's a race, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's cute i um i guess i we can move on from this song i don't fucking know what else i'm just gonna ramble about this band for the next 30 minutes it rocks honestly the song song, rocks we can all agree on that Susan some it rocks okay track four shoulders and arms uh (laughs) yeah i i want this to be I just got a notification. This so meeting nice. has been upgraded by the host, and now Wait. includes unlimited, unlimited minutes. minutes. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Upgrade. <laughs> oh my god, wow. Shout out to Free Zoom. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, that was exciting. Uh, but Shoulders and Arms, I want this song to be remastered in a studio or just re-recorded in like a professional studio setting because it would be so much more epic. Like imagine. Just imagine for me. (laughs) (laughs) The little heavy parts between the like verses would be iconic with some like beefed up production. Oh wow. I love that. I love the I'm skipping ahead a little. I love the end of the song. How it like you get like your first kind of like good chill out moment. It's so where, pretty. Like, everything mm-hmm. kind of like dies away a little, and it's so gorgeous. Yes, and those lyrics, they're like I the lyric when you're just reading the lyrics to the outro like by themselves, they're like a little uncomfortable in my opinion, but they're sung so sweetly in the song that it cancels that out. Maybe? I gotta Question mark. Look at these. 
the because you you're so calm i don't know where you're from you you're so young i don't care what you've done wrong it's just it's like, like uh, that in sync song <laughs> wait that, which what? one uh as long as you love me you talking uh, about I don't it's care like who you are, um, where you're from. I don't care who you are, okay. where yeah. you're <laughs> from. from, what you did, as long as you love me. Wow. I love that Anna jumped on for one line. It was just like, okay, was vibing like, out. Actually, I do know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it insane. Does... It's that or Backstreet Boys. I'm sorry. Oh wait, I definitely That's... thought. I Back thought that street. was in sync, but now it's, it's Backstreet Back Boys. Yeah. Oh God, the kids are always coming for me on this pod because I don't know the difference between boy bands that are just white dudes. They're True. all the same. Justice for Kevin from Backstreet Boys, hot as hell. Okay, um, <laughs> Anna, don't make that face. I'm like, what happened? He's just hot. That's, That's all. True. He's <laughs> underrated and hot. No, you're right. You're right. I always um, go to bat for an underrated hottie. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Is there anything that we want to like talk about? The drums do a lot of cool stuff in this mm-hmm. song. The keyboard, uh, the keyboard tone in the background is like one of my favorite keyboard tones of all time. And the, the like kind of like nasally. I can't. I was going to try to sing it, but much, I definitely can't. It's very similar to uh, classic, classic. I the name of something just escapes my brain. Uh, God, I hate it. It has brain. like harpsichordy sort of tendencies in it, and those like little plinky notes to me. The I I want to mouth them so bad, but I truly don't. I can't do it. Are you sure you haven't even tried? <laughs> just try one little tiny bit. I feel like I'm playing air keyboards, like desperately try. I'm getting like stage fright playing air keyboards right now. And your hands are going so delicately too. Because that's like what they, it's like, I, I literally can't do it. Wow. All right. Come back to me tomorrow. I will. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the guitar, the with all the delay on it. Oh my God. So good. It's like. The imagery is very militant in this song, and the instrumentation is this is like the most aggressive post punk song on this. I, I love like, how. Opinion. Oh, go ahead. No, that's. The, I was gonna say that's like mostly the vibe of the whole record is just like extremely like we're all marching along here, but at the end of the day, we're rebelling against what the you know what I mean. We're going to be citizens of tomorrow. Yeah, they want that future bad, even though they kind of painted it as like bleak. But you know, whatever. They're just 10 years off, but um, the there's like really wonky like harmonies going on when it gets to the you're so young part, but I love it where he's yes. just like it, it doesn't so really make young. sense, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it works. It does work. It sells the point. It's like a vocal take that's like, there probably was a better one, but they're like, you know what? This one is, this sells the point of what you're trying to get across. Yeah. It it's has like, emotion. it's like uh, me trying to record harmonies who doesn't know how to harmonize anything. I mean, I also going, don't. Ah! 
I just <laughs> record the work. same vocal take a hundred thousand times until someone could like maybe overhear a harmony. Like, yeah, there's like only 40 vocal takes happening right now. Sure. <laughs> okay, so track four, shoulders and arms. I think it rocks. I think it also rocks. It rocks. Right. Which brings us to track five, if it works. It's so hard to remember. Like, I'm having the situation where the song names, I'm like, what song is this? Uh, this is one that when I just read the song title, it, nothing comes to mind. But yeah. reading the lyrics, I'm like, oh, yes, absolutely. Right. I just had to remind myself as well. This is the factory song. The factory has treated you yeah. well. The coals burn colder. This, uh, why is the imagery yeah. so bleak? Another indie song that talks about balaclavas. What is that trend? Dude, I don't know. I honestly, I'm like, what's going on with you kids? It's like always the skinny white guy that wants to sing about balaclava. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and also, I guess like Lady Gaga to a certain extent. But... <laughs> <laughs> so strange. At the end of the day, the song is good. Definitely, I'm like with a lot of these songs, I'm grading them more musically than lyrically because, again, as we established earlier, there are kids writing right, these songs. Right, right, right. Um, and musically, this song is a slay. This is this. I said the last song was like the most militant. I think this one's the most militant. If you like, the percussion is like sounds like people stomping. If you listen to the song uh, in good headphones, the toms, the way they are mixed is. <laughs> It's so distracting, especially in the chorus, because I don't. I was just like listening on on my good headphones last night, and I feel like someone, whoever was mixing, just took the pan knob and was going like this with the toms. <laughs> <With> the toms? <laughs> yeah. Beck is doing a complete semicircle back and forth. Like one second they're like right in the center and that's like the main focal point for some reason and then the next second they were like in your right ear and you're just like what is what is going on? Again, it's like seeing the band live, you're like talking to your friend every now and then. The toms <laughs> on the left side, the toms on the right side, turning your head. Wow, love it. Uh, who knows? Maybe that's what they were actually going for. You never know. Honestly, I don't know sure. anything about the studio that they recorded this in. So, um, who knows? Fuzzy, yeah, who knows? fuzzy bass. That this song makes me realize how much like they use the bass as the main oh, instrument in these for songs. Sure. The yeah. bass definitely rocks out on this record. Absolutely. I mean, they. Um, what the fuck was the other song I was thinking about? You guys know the song Cut Cut Paste by them that was like on like the UK version of this EP? I think it's on Smith. I think it's on the EP that they like oh. had a tw- they had an EP that they like promoted on tour as like merge. It was called Smith. I think it's on that, yeah. That's the one. That's the base. That one. is the one. I will say like I remember reading a review. I think it would I remember reading like a live review of this band, like when this record, when this record was coming out and like getting all the hype and like the person was talking about how the, during the first song of the set, Dave Monk's like bass wasn't like plugged in or it like wasn't on, but like the energy was like so strong that like no one even really noticed, which is kind of crazy to think Truly about though, because yeah. the bass plays like rhythm guitar in this band. Damn. But, but even though, at least on this EP, it's it's not even rhythm guitar. They're just usually playing a nice little melody, I feel like. Everyone's playing lead everything. Yeah. And it actually works. Yep. So rare. So rare. 
that's cool. Well, we love it. Okay, is there any lyrics in particular that are good in this song other than the problematic balaclava lines that make no sense? Where Honestly. Does it, doesn't the song like do a fake end and then it like kicks back up with some some drums or keys? I think that's the next song. Yeah, that's the next you, one, I think. Where it starts oh, slow okay. and then it gets Oops. fast. Yeah. Oops. I mean, um, okay, I was, okay, to just put a, to put a cap on this, if it works, track five, if there was one song on this that I thought sucked, it would be this song, but I still think the song rocks. Okay, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, that's a valid thing to say. I won't, I, would, I wouldn't go as far as to say it sucks. Uh, I would say it's... I don't even know. <laughs> Sometimes things are just fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, yes. Becca? Uh, what song are we on again? <laughs> on track five, If It Works. The if Factory. Works. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I'd say okay. this song works. It works. <laughs> Hell yeah. The, the song is the factory and it works. All I can think about are the toms. <laughs> I'm gonna I have to revisit now that you pointed this out. I'm gonna use it when we start tracking new museum out stuff and be like, all right, rack tom over here, rack tom over here, <laughs> over here. Grimes loves to do that. She loves to put like one thing on the left and just like within se- like three seconds it's on the right, and she's like addicted to making things do that, the semicircle. We're not talking about Grimes, we're talking about Tokyo Police Club. All right, track seven. <laughs> Be good. Be good. Uh, this, Be good song. this song absolutely rocks. I think when I was in high school, this was my favorite one um, on the record, for sure. I need yeah. to know what kind of effects are going on with the guitar, because I, I dig them. Uh, it's so... I don't know, because from previous episodes, y'all know I do not know how to play guitar <laughs> so becca you're like you're you are good at guitar though there's a song on the game meat record there's two songs on the game meat record that you wrote on guitar what so yeah <laughs> becca and i were in a band together in 2011 and becca has a lot of the instincts i'm sorry to put you on blast like this on the pod but becca has like a lot of the instincts that like make this ep good where it's like the first idea oh my god i'm froze is everyone else froze no. okay i'm good yeah you're okay, good wow that was scary like the kind of like first instinctual idea to like play in terms of like note choice and like rhythm is cool it's like not anything i would ever come up with and it works well thank you yeah you're um, good at that queen <laughs> but like not irl it's just because i i can do something and sit down and immediately record it and then that's it like, I'm done with that for the rest of my life. Cannot recall <laughs> what I did, what notes I played. Nothing. It's just sits in Pro Tools. And if I can't make a song for myself, I'll send it to you. <laughs> and it works great. We love this. That's a mutually. Um, so, Carl, tell me what effects are going on with the guitar in the song. I don't really know. I just think a lot of this is like they do a lot of delay. They do a lot of like like hall reverb stuff. I don't even really know. Is there anything like super weird? There's no like wah or anything. Is there? I guess it's just he's playing it like he's really rocking very, that guitar. 
like very <laughs> abstract. True. When it gets up into the really, really high stuff and it sounds like it's literally in space, I like that. <laughs> Longest silence in the history of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my god, Cellar Door. The song has the Donnie Darko words on it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Cellar Door, Friday Night Long John's Hold Tight. Put it on a page, put it on a line, get the story down. Get the story down. Love While saying down. Extreme, like, cursive voice, extreme, like, Brit talking. I'm like, where are y'all from and what is the situation? I love when, uh, like, I. Uh, a guitar rock indie band puts on the British accent. They love to do it. They're definitely doing it. That's why I thought they were British. The next so uh, elephant show, he like, it's so extreme there. Oh like, yeah, I can barely understand like half the lyrics, honestly. <laughs> I don't think, I still don't know them. It's, it goes back to the, to my criticism of Matt's voice for Matt and Kim. Oh my god. Where it's just like so over the top and it's like, what? <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> Matt and Kim really makes me really upset. They really hurt me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Elaborate on this. If you I feel comfortable. This. I just really don't enjoy their vibe. They I don't know. Just like, and okay, so I guess one time they played like at my college, and like all Matt and Kim fans to me are people who have no problems. I don't really want to say that about people, but I'm just saying like (laughs) they just kind of seem like fully taken care of in life, you know what I mean? And they're just like looking to Matt and Kim to have a good time, and I'm like, you want to have a good time with these two? That's fine, but. It doesn't seem like I would have a great time with them. No offense, please. No, I feel so validated right now. <laughs> this um, is all alleged. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carl. Um, me and Anna should just do it. Rocks for itself. Okay, bye, well, um, queen. <laughs> I'll just go back to reviewing on Instagram, like I originally did. Oh my god. Um, um I. I definitely can back. We made it. I made a comment when we did Grant talking about how like it feels like Matt when he's like writing like his more emo lyrics. It feels like he's like trying to reach out to the most depressed person in his life as someone who has less problems. Than yeah, a for sure. Person, which is very like okay, you're borrowing someone else's like imagery, basically, mm-hmm. King. But whatever, Mankin or like they're like LMFAO of the <laughs> world. <laughs> That's literally perfect for you to say. Holy shit. Love to have a breakthrough on the pod. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, I think, well, I guess if we want to have final verdicts on Be Good, I think Be Good rocks. Oh, yeah. It rocks. rocks. I love that it was your initial fave song, Anna. That's very cute. It really was. Okay. La Pharisee track, I guess, seven? Yeah. Seven? On the I'm like looking at the wiki and the wiki is confusing because cut cut paste is present here. But mm-hmm. I love the numbers off. a song that starts out slow and chill mm-hmm. and then just goes crazy. For sure. I live for it. You're like, this is the yeah. last song. I'm about to wind down, and then they're like, actually, please remember that we can rock. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it comes out of 
kind of nowhere. For sure. But I don't, I'm not mad at it. I mean, I love the like spooky sci-fi sounds going on in the background very much during the slow part where it's just mm-hmm. like, like. It's like world building. They're like building a whole scene, which is cute. I love it. And give There's... me more of David screaming. He's like yelling <laughs> in the song. There's At like, the I'm end. reading. I'm sorry. I'm so distracted by this genius annotation. Oh, God. Um, like there's like a song bio and it says the song is about an archaeological site called La Pharisee in France where many Neanderthal bodies were found, including many child and fetal skeletons. The fuck? <laughs> how uh, do they know about this? Yeah, literally how... How do these how guys do know about you... this? <laughs> yes, that's the question. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they seem like the type of guys that like went abroad in high school. Like... I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, they look like they've been to Europe, like, already as teens. And I feel like if you're, I mean, I don't know about Canadians, but I guess, like, they seem a little bit more worldly than um, American teens do. But at the end of the day, they really do seem like they have been to France for sure. Yeah, I could definitely imagine Dave Muggs, like, going to France, like, either seeing or experiencing this in some capacity, and then, like, coming back and being like, oh, I'm going to write my two-minute indie rock song about this. Now I want to look that up, because I did not know that it was about a real thing, and consider my interest peaked. Uh, I mean, it fits the lyrics, those, like, closing lyrics, the kids were teething when they put me underground, no one ever saw breathing, La Pharisee, you know I'm found. Oh, so dark. I know. They really found themselves in, in France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least I'm I'm saying shout out to them for being teens and writing these songs about things that are at least interesting yeah. as a 30-year-old going back and reading about them. I'm like, for okay, sure. again, yeah. you're not writing about your parents. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Your hometown. Yeah. True. I, I saw a question on Reddit that was asking about, like, why don't we find more baby skeletons like on on archaeology (laughs) archaeological digs like because like so many babies died in the 1800s and stuff and it's like you never hear about like digging up like a little baby skeleton and this is you know it's just interesting to think about um well and like also baby bones can like decompose more rapidly i was gonna say i feel like the smaller the bone the less likely that we'll like still have it now true you know yeah Um, so i guess i mean i do find like i mean at the kroger where i used to live there was a lot of chicken bones in the parking lot and like they were always there so i don't know if they necessarily like decompose (laughs) fast or what goes on they weren't even they weren't even buried they're just on the ground and they were always there hundreds of years maybe it's the same bone i don't know dude (laughs) not to compare baby bones to chicken bones but at kroger at kroger and i mean plenty of babies probably did die at that kroger it was a really bad kroger uh, justice for kroger i like have a soft spot for kroger i love kroger i'm obsessed with it Okay, Miss Kroger, 
I always yell at my mom because she calls it Kroger's. Oh, for and sure. And I'm like, Mom, it's just Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> Still, like, now that you're almost 30, Mom, it's mom, Kroger. It's we don't even have Kroger out here, so oh, yeah. I can't can't do anything. That was, like, the, the epitome of the SCAD experience was going to Kroger. Or... Damn. What's the place with the good subs? Uh... It's like fancier. Uh, oh, I don't know. I was so broke the ten weeks I went to SCAD. I like did not eat out. <laughs> the ten weeks. The ten weeks. My beautiful quarter at SCAD. Honestly, you're not valid as a human unless you've dropped out of art school. Yeah, I did it twice. Queen. See, you know what? That's how it's supposed to go. <laughs> if you graduate from art school, I am a little concerned. Becca did. <laughs> <laughs> What did you major uh, in? Just sound design. design. Oh, all right. So you're chilling a little bit. The fine art bitches are the ones who are really struggling. <laughs> I have to say, I have never seen uglier photos than when I was around photography majors at art school. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There were a few of them that were very good. There were a few that, you know, like, I would, if they hit me up to be like, will you do this? I'd be like, yeah, of course, I love you. And you're like, you have promised. But sometimes you're like walking past like those critiques out on the wall and you're just like, what the what fuck goes is- on here? <laughs> yes. That's what ultimately, yeah, that's what got me to be like, I shouldn't be here. I don't even Anna, think I'm- where'd you go to school? Well, I went to Hofstra on Long Island. Um, and so Long Island enough, I was like, great. This is great for me. False. But still- um yeah just like you know there's like the three or four kids who are like actually uh doing good stuff but they like hate themselves and they hate everybody else so you're just kind of like what the fuck am i supposed to do here not a good time yeah there's like the not i feel like half of going to like art school for undergrad is like breaking the ego of the kid that thinks that they're iconic Mm -hmm. and it's like so hard to do like if you go to art school for four years and you actually do get your ego broken and you learn something then that is like consider yourself in like the small minority of kids that like maybe did actually get something out of that money yeah that just calls to mind one kid me i'm still in touch with like a lot of a lot of people who were in the same program as me and like we all hated the same people because they were like they had the whole ego thing and also had like rich parents so they were Mm. like well set up for success and some (laughs) sound thing that me and my friends subscribed to like got a marketing email and that dude had written an article about like file management for like pro tool sessions and we were like fuck no (laughs) but also to be the guy writing an article about file management right yeah like i know i hate my food service job but i would rather do that Wow. At least I make tips there. Um, let's see. The, which I can use my natural wit and charm to get um, better on, better of, better in, as I literally flail on my own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so basically, final verdict on this last song, La Pharisee. I think it rocks. I think it rocks. It rocks. For sure. It was my mm-hmm. MySpace song. Yeah, you have to say it rocks for sure. You have a, like, a special connection with this song. Yeah. 
Wow. R.I.P. MySpace. MySpace songs. Y'all know? This? Have y'all seen the thing where it's like, man, Tom in MySpace, he like gathered his money and left. He didn't try to like influence elections. He like... <laughs> <laughs> Tom, yeah. he's really into back. photography now. He, <laughs> one day I was like, what is Tom from MySpace up to? And I found him and he's like really into traveling the world and photography. Damn, Tom goes to art school. <laughs> Fuck. Tom created MySpace, dropped off the face of the earth to and go to art, art school. school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went to SCAD. And then Justin oh, wow. Timberlake bought. Did y'all make a new MySpace when new MySpace came out? The side-scrolling ones? Yeah. Yeah, I made mine. I did too, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to interact. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was just crickets, like nobody was on there. I think I had five friends. Yeah, Yeah. very epic. I was like, okay, I've got my, what the hell is the Google Circle or some shit like that? And then I had that too. Oh my God, what was Google was it called Google Plus? Is that yeah? What it was that was called? it. Google Plus. Google Plus. I remember there was like a weird. This is okay, Anna. This is up your alley. I remember there's like a weird era where Mark Hoppus would like answer people's questions on Google Plus. You want that know is? Something? I do remember when that was happening for sure. That is such a cursed sentence. Yeah. <laughs> there's no sentence more dated than that. You're That's actually the right. oldest sentence known to humankind. I'm trying to think when that was happening because. That would have been like right, uh, I feel like it was like 2012 or so, 2011, and that was like right after Neighborhoods came out, so he was probably just bored. It would seem that he likes to be bored and interact <laughs> with the people. For sure, he really <laughs> He's does. good at it. He really, He's really, really good at is, it. He really actually. Yeah. Oh Anna, do you have any hot takes on Neighborhoods? Um. Okay, last year I listened to it and I liked it. And I it's actually, really good. I really loved it, and I was like, "Fuck!" Now I have to go around and let everybody know that I really like la- neighborhoods. Um, but yeah, it actually is really good. All the, um, what the fuck song was it? Dance floor, ghosts on the dance floor. Ghosts on the dance floor, yeah. Epic! All that shit is wishing well. Oh, wishing well is the best song. Wishing yeah. well is my favorite on there. It's definitely an Angels and Airwaves song, but it's it actually rocks. Neighborhoods. Everybody, yeah. please listen to Neighborhoods. Yeah, we should review Neighborhoods at some point in time. <laughs> Bring me back for that. <laughs> That's like outside of the like high schoolness of the iPod and the iTunes library, sure. but it's like still like sent- at this point, it's sentimental to me. Yeah, you know, Blink is so different now. Anna, do you have any hot takes on Machine Gun Kelly potentially joining Blink One Eighty Two? Um, as long as Maskeva goes the fuck away at this point, <laughs> I'm fine with it. And you want to know something? I didn't listen to the Machine Gun Kelly record that came out, but like everybody who knows me, who knows that, you know, Blink-182 is in fact my life, reached out to me and was like, hey, listen, you should listen to the Machine Gun Kelly thing. And I was like, guys, please don't do this to me. I can't do it. So I haven't done it yet, but I mean, I just, he's, he's fine. Like I said, Maskeva can go to hell. As long as he's gone, I don't really care. Um, the hot takes are truly, they're scalding right now. And, and he loves coughs, too. Like, get him out. They're, yeah, that they're, is... they're kicking him the fuck out, though, so it's all good. You're not kicking him out. They are. I am clueless here. And uh, <laughs> I only know, like, early Plink. Is Machine Gun Kelly a singer? 
He's a rapper, He's a rapper. turned pop punk artist. Mm-hmm. Him and him and Travis Barker are like best friends, and they make music together. Oh, I only know that he now dates Megan Fox. He does. Yeah. Oh yeah, she divorced her husband basically because she was in love with Machine Gun Kelly. Wait, wasn't she married to Brian Austin Green? Yeah, she just put him on blast for posting pics what? of their son on Instagram, and she was like. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, queen, because she was like, why do you have to do all of this, like, uh, I'm a good father post where, like, to show the world, like, you show it in your actions and, like, the fact that your son loves you, not by posting pics of you and our son on Instagram. Stop. And then she was like, Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. That's crazy. I only know the video these for, people in their relationships. Sure. I love that you know that angle because that's the the one angle I don't care about. <laughs> I didn't even know Megan Fox had a child. Hey, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. That's so fucking funny. Wow. So I The Machine Gun Kelly record is good. The video for Bloody Valentine, she looks amazing in it. Who's she? Halsey? Megan Fox. Oh. Because doesn't She's isn't in- Halsey doing something with him? Halsey's on like uh, one of the songs. She's like in the new, like the newest music video that just came out. She looks amazing. She has like the the long black middle part hair. It just, it's good. She sells the fantasy. We love it. Okay, good for her. I also thought she was I... British. <laughs> like <laughs> she, she has that voice. We talked about this in like the first step of the pod where she like she sings in cursive. Mm-hmm. Like the meme is that she sings in cursive. It's so jarring to know that her name is Ashley. Stop. It makes so much sense. She's so normal. She's so regular and normal. No (laughs) offense. She's like an anagram (laughs) of Ashley. It is. (laughs) Anna's face. (laughs) Her last name is Free in Japan. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's how you pronounce that. That's how... Carl. Okay, I do. I trust you. you, Have you ever baked anything with Free in Japan? No, no, I don't bake. Oh, yeah, Whoa. you don't cook. Frangipan is a sweet almond-flavored custard used in a variety of ways, including cakes and such pastries as the Bakewell tart. Con- conversation tart? Her middle what? name is Nicolette. <laughs> it's spelled the same way. Frangipan. It's delish. Ugh. Ashley Frangipan. I'm done with her. Just kidding. If you guys love her, I'm sorry, but I really can't. I don't have any I opinions on her. No, you slut. Anything about Halsey except now that her last name is Franchipan. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list of iconic things you know about celebs. <laughs> wow. I'm sure I know all about her dating history. <sighs> wow. Um, okay, did we do final verdict on this record? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got so wrapped up. I like I like that we got derailed though. It's fine. We I mean this record was so short we zoomed through the app essentially. I'm like True. looking at the time and I'm like, okay, this will be easy to edit. Mm, nice. <laughs> it's all staying in. <laughs> um, okay. A final verdict on a lesson in crime by Tokyo Police Club. We we normally say it at the same time. So I'm gonna count to three, okay. and then you're gonna say your verdict. Okay. You ready, Anna? You look nervous. I am a little bit, <laughs> but I'm excited. All right. Perfect. Are right, you ready? One, two, 
Three. It, it rocks. rocks. It rocks. Wow, it rocks so hard. I say I petition that if we do more of this band's discography further down the line, we should have Anna back. Please. Yeah. If y'all do, if y'all do Champ, I'm in there. Mm-hmm. Champ is where Champ is where it hits every yeah. song. Oh, unbelievable. I like to this day there are songs that I reference on that when I'm like, okay, like I need a I need an idea to complete yeah. the song. Like what can I go pull from? It's like, okay, Champ has it all. That's epic. So yeah, it's very good. Wow. Yeah. Anna, where can the people find you online? Um, I'm on Twitter as Blink182 is my life. Same with Instagram. And that's pretty much it for me. But it's B L N K. Right. It? No I and yes. Blink. There's no I and Blink. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love that. Cute. Wow. Well, um, thank you so much for listening to Rock Hard Sucks. Uh, Yay. Thank you bye. all for having me. Bye. It was oh, a course, pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye. <laughs>